Welcome to another edition of Parenting on Purpose. I'm your host, Tori Roberts, and we have our very special guest, Brian Van, back with us today. And today we are going to talk about step parenting. Um, this is a, an amazing topic because just the way of all of our family dynamics have happened um, now. And also because um, this is a journey that Brian has taken personally. He is a stepdad to three um, amazing boys who are now man, adults. Um, yeah, they're not boys. They're men. They're not, oh man. No, they're always going to be boys to me. They're always going to be that little two-year-old running around in diapers, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they're men. So we're going to kind of dig into this, um, to this topic today. So Brian, maybe why don't you start with telling us a little bit about your, your journey and your, your three sons, my three sons. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, first of all, thanks. Uh, thanks for, for the invite back. Um, uh, yeah, this is definitely a timely thing. I can remember, I can remember growing up a long time ago. And first of all, a lot of my, a lot of my classmates, they, they had that traditional, we all had the traditional family setting. Mom and dad were there. There were very few of my classmates that I knew of that, that their parents were not together. Uh, and so, it was really a long time before I had ever heard the term step parent, what that was. I mean, I grew up watching reruns of the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. uh, and their step parents, but they never ref- they were always mom and dad. Yeah. And so growing up, there's a I think there's a group of us, a generation that we had a an idea of what step parenting or what a blended or blending family would look like. Uh, it, it's not the Brady Bunch, no. um, but <laughs> So that's basically what we all had to go with. So when, when, yeah, this was, this was, uh, this is my first marriage. It's her second marriage. Um, and, and so when we met, uh, she had the, she, the three boys, they were very young, um, all under five. Uh, and then uh, we, 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 we both, and we've talked about this, uh, we felt like we did it right, where with the whole dating, the the dating, it was a long time before we, I ever met the boys. I mean, how long, what does that mean? It was, it was probably, well, it wasn't immediate. Um, it was probably a, a couple of months okay. uh, before I met them. And that was really just because of a a a set of circumstances that were thrown on us where rather than change the plans that we had to get together we figured well let's let's bring the boys and see what happens and uh fortunately it worked out really well um uh, i learned very quickly that uh i was not prepared to deal with a uh a a stroller bound infant um <laughs> uh and and just his uh, his ability to to really just kind of win your heart. Well, yeah, win your heart to get what he wanted. Uh, he started <laughs> at an early age there. Um, but we he did. He was we, really cute, though. He was yes, really really cute. <laughs> and he knew it. Yes. Um, he, he know he still he still believes that. Uh, <laughs> we uh, uh, we dated for pro- we dated for probably a year and a half before we got engaged. Um, and, and a lot of that was on me, uh, when, when things started getting real serious, uh, and we were starting looking to look at the idea of marriage, uh, for me, uh, I felt like, well, I got all the time in the world to just kind of really be, be right about this. 
uh, talking with people about, okay, you know, cause there's wisdom in, in getting, you know, uh, a multitude of counselors. And so getting some godly wisdom uh, as far as, okay, she's got three, three kids. Um, you know, so I'm talking to people, I'm reading books. The interesting thing is the first two books that I picked up to read about the idea of, of being a stepfather, uh, both, of, both of these books set, started off the exact same way, uh, almost word for word. If you're thinking of being a step parent, don't do it. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I put those books aside. Um, but uh, the, the, uh, fortunately, um, but it was, it's the idea that, that this is a, this is a journey that a lot of people just, I mean, if you haven't ever done this, it it, it really takes you places. Uh, so we dated, uh, we got engaged. The engagement wasn't real long. I think, I think from the time we got engaged to the time we got married, it was about six months. She knew what she wanted. She, she, uh, and, and uh, what I realized much after the fact is she did not need, she did not need that long engagement or even that long dating. Um, she didn't need as much time as I needed, apparently, because uh, she <laughs> conspired with my parents. uh, to make this happen. Um, uh, because it's such also, uh, when I, and we may get into this, uh, but also realizing her heart, uh, and, and knowing that, okay, for her, and, and I know that not everyone's going to, going to experience it the same way, but for her, the, the idea that I was, I was married once it didn't work out. What does that mean about me? My Mm -hmm. ability to be, to be married, my desirability, who's Mm going to want someone with three kids. Uh, We were very careful uh, as far as like uh, in helping her, she never said it out loud, but it took some time to help her never even allow the thought to be in her head that these, these boys are precious gifts. They are never baggage. Right. Um, and so you never, ever, ever even want to entertain the thought of that, that, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a total package. And she said it, she said, you date me, she, you, you date me, you date my kids, you marry mm-hmm. me, you, you marry my kids, yep. uh, and dogs, um, and dogs. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, they were non-negotiable too. Um, <laughs> get <Kitchen. laughs> Yes. So we, uh, uh, but it was, it was very cool. And even in the dating process of, of, uh, uh, as we were starting to talk about the idea of marriage, um, just telling her from my perspective that divorce is not in the vocabulary, mm-hmm. um, that really, and truly that, that, that we, this is a commitment, uh, because, and, and at the time, I don't think I was thinking this, but looking back on it, realizing that, well, I, I may have gotten something right here. Uh, <laughs> she needed that. Mm-hmm. She had been through one marriage. It didn't work out what's going to be different about this? Cause you're saying a lot of the same things that the other one said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she needed to experience the difference. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but to let her know up front, yeah, this is for life. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. in, uh, and yes, marrying you, marrying the boys, we included them in the wedding ceremony, um, which, which I, I thought was pretty novel, but a lot of families do that. Um, uh, which is they awesome. do now they do now yeah. I don't know that they did as much because again this we were just saying this is about 20 plus years ago at this point so yeah. that was a that was a very cool thing back way back in the day <laughs> back in the day yeah <laughs> 
Um, what do you think, um, was there anything that after you got married, cause you guys did, you did date a long time, you know, you did have a, you know, a six month engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably what two years ish of dating before you got married. Yeah. Um, was there anything that after you got married kind of surprised you that you thought you were ready for with the whole step parenting thing? Well, at the time, uh, yeah, there were, there were a few things that, that I was not prepared for. Um, at the time, statistically, uh, a vast, uh, a lot of dads, um, were, were disappearing, mm-hmm. uh, after a divorce, uh, there were a lot of dads for whatever reason, you know, we're not here to there. This is not a judgment thing at all. Uh, just, but statistically there were a, do- a lot of dads that were just kind of getting out of the picture. They weren't around as much. And so I assumed going into it, that that was going to be the case. I was going to be prepared if that was the case that, okay, if, if he's not going to, if, if this has really rocked his world to the point that he's not going to be able to do this, then I, I can, at least the boys will have somebody. I knew mm-hmm. I would never be their dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not prepared for him to come into the picture as much as he did. Uh, I was not prepared for the, the fact that, that I'm, I'm, I'm loving on these boys as if I was their dad and uh, it wasn't reciprocated uh, the way that I thought it would be or could be or should be. I wasn't prepared for that. And then to see, even though they were with us most of the time, you know, we had the traditional with that every other weekend and, uh, mm-hmm. but he, he could come pick them up anytime he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, for me, it, it, I was, I was not prepared for their desire for him. Um, and, and unfortunately for me, I, I took a lot of that personal and I took a lot of that as rejection. Like, you know, what, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't, the other thing that I wasn't prepared for is I wasn't prepared for Jody's independence. Uh, you know, as a single mom, even though she was, she wasn't single mom a real long time, but as a single mom, uh, she had to, she had to do it all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so she kind of had that, that mindset of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, it was hard for her to let go of some things to let me in. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't prepared for that either. Interesting. Yeah, it was. And, and I mean, we've, we, we joke about it. We laugh about it. We still laugh about it. Here we are 20 plus years later, and there's still something she's not letting go of. Um, <laughs> so I think that's uh, all marriages though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is we were talking about this before we, before we started recording is that um, it does seem like even with all of your background of, you know, working with, um, blended families and, uh, being, you know, being in the counseling field that when you come in and it's your own life, it's all of a sudden, all that expertise goes out the window. Oh gosh. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I say there are so many times that Jody would, would say something to me, like you do this for a living. Um, and, oh, and Jody, yeah, I know she, she said it in love. Mm-hmm. She's um, so awesome and feisty that we love oh, her. Oh, she is. She is. <laughs> well, and that was, and, and because it's exactly what the boys needed. They, yeah. they, they, they needed her to be that way. Um, her, her, her lifelong dream 
Uh, she, I think I can say this. Uh, she never, she never even wanted to go to college. Her dream out of high school was she wanted to be a mom. Aww. And so she had the boys and that's, she had a very good full-time job uh, that she walked away from so that she could be there with the boys, uh, especially as they were going into middle and through high school. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of, kind of an interesting thing. Uh, once the boys left home and we were empty nesters and it was just the two of us after about a week, she went back to work. So, uh, (laughs) um, Oh, and that's interesting. What was that like? Cause you've only ever been married as parents. Exactly. And, and, and we, and, and even before, as the boys were, were preparing to go off to college and, and it didn't quite work out the way that we planned. We assumed that the third one would be with us still while he was doing some college. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just surprised us one weekend and said, well, it looks like I'm going to Pennsylvania for college. Uh, okay. Um, so we <laughs> but, were, we, but then you got the oldest back. The, then the oldest one became a boomerang. Um, <laughs> the, uh, which has been, which is, it's, it's been, that's a whole nother story. Um, oh, see, maybe we need to bring yeah. you back for parenting your adult child. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, at least what, what not to do. Maybe uh, we'll bring you and Jody back for that one. That would be fun. Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you really want an expert, we, uh, but we went into it talking, yeah, this is going to be our first time to actually have each other and not the boys. The cool thing is when they were in high school, they were fairly independent. So we could have that time with just us Mm -hmm. and the boys, they, what was really cool is they got that. They knew Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so there were times that we would, it would just be us. Uh, Mm -hmm. The, the, one of the benefits, uh, at least the benefit that we were able to, to, uh, to, to get uh, with the divorce and with the custody arrangement is the weekends that they were with their dad. Uh, we made use of that time. That mm-hmm. was our time to be us and mm-hmm. and be a couple, just us. So we were able to work in there. Some of that, 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 what, again, the traditional format that really isn't around anymore of when it's just the two of you before marriage. And even the first few years of marriage, when it's just the two of you, we were able to fit that in when we could mm-hmm. uh, strategically uh, and intentionally, uh, cause we knew we needed that. We knew that once the last one left, we were going to be redefining our relationship with each other anyways. Uh, right. I mean, I joke with her all the time, uh, that my lifelong dream is to be able to just stop working and be a stay, stay at home stepdad. And <laughs> she, she says, there's no children here. Uh, that doesn't. So when the oldest one came back, I'm st- the dream is still within reach. It's alive. Um, the dream is alive. <laughs> it is. Um, so what if he's 28? Uh, I'll always be a stepdad. Um, and and so, but we knew we knew. Yeah. In answer to your question, we knew that that we would uh, we would we would be redefining our relationship, or 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 at least honing in on the definition of who we were as a couple, and so. As much as yeah. we could, we were strategic about it. But once the last one left, we knew that, wow, this is us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and I think that's and, every marriage, honestly. Oh, yeah. You've got to redefine. Yeah. I mean, the kids leave and you have to figure all that out. Yeah. You had mentioned, um, you know, you weren't expecting the relationship um, with the kids. Like you were expecting it to be different. Was there a point in time where it changed? to meet more of your expectations or did it kind of stay at the level that it was when you guys first got married? 
after the boys left home is probably when it got really good. Interesting. Um, and and I don't say that in a bad way. No. It's it was you know when I went into it. I, I, there was a, there was a variety of thoughts going through my head, like, okay, I'm going to come in and, and I'm going to rescue this family, uh, oh, wow. which is the wrong <laughs> mindset to have. Uh, but it was, it was like, okay, here's a family and, and they need me to step in and save the day. So I was kind of like the rescuer hero type. And that just, that wasn't right. Uh, they didn't need that. Uh, so then I figured, well, I'm going to come in and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fix everything. I mean, I worked in a residential program, so I, <laughs> you know, I know how to do this. Sheridan uh, house 2.0 in our house. Oh, oh <laughs> how many times did she have to grab my arm and say to me quietly, but firmly, this is not Sheridan house. Um, I mean, I had the chore chart up on the wall. Oh yeah. Uh, we had the, the smiley face and the straight mm-hmm. face and the sad face and, and <laughs> the, how are you feeling wheel? How are we yeah, feeling yeah. today? Um, uh, here's a, because, I mean, if we don't have a chore chart on the wall, these kids are going to grow up and become ax murderers. I mean, they got to be doing their chores every day. Uh, here's a real funny thing. When, when, when the oldest one, he left home, uh, he was living, he was living up in a, uh, uh, up in North Florida. And we, we visited him one day and he took us to show us where he was living. And at the time he was living, there was a group of his friends that they were all living together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he says, I got to show you something. And so we walked in and on the wall, when you walk into where the kitchen is, there's this huge dry erase board. He had made a chore chart. For oh, yes. Uh, to, Vindication. To show, and, and he looked at me and he says, this is your fault. You did this. Um, <laughs> But it, it, it was, it was, again, I figured, well, I'm going to come in, I'm going to fix things and set them up right. That wasn't either. Uh, so then I figured, well, I can be super dad. I can be like the greatest father figure that they're ever going to have. And that lasted all of one week uh, when I realized that they're just not going to respond to that. Uh, and so it, it really was, uh, you know, I really was kind of like, well, okay, what else am I going to do here? And it was someone very, several very smart people uh, that reminded me that the boys need to see you loving their mom. They need to see what that looks like Mm -hmm. because all they have, all they remember from marriage is it for, it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. They were very young. But it, they just, they, they remembered enough to know that that one didn't work. So they needed to see this. And so the priority or my role went from being the rescuer, hero, fixer, super dad to I'm going to love your mom. And that's going to be the priority here. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that that's a a true statement, even for, again, for traditional marriages, Yes, you know, one of the things that the kids needs to see the most is their parents loving each other. Well, Yeah. so, I mean, that's applicable in all relationships, I feel like. Um, So you've mentioned one, (laughs) what would be some things for um, two people coming into a blended family? What would be some things to absolutely 100% avoid? run far away what are what are some things that um some pitfalls that you see that that people need to make sure they don't do well i, I know that that the one of the things that that i know that we did well 
uh, was we we didn't uh, we didn't badmouth anyone that wasn't there. So mm-hmm. we we didn't badmouth dad or stepmom, um, and so we didn't we didn't talk about that. Um, I mean, the boys knew they, the the boys would know things that was going on, uh, but it, we we wouldn't they wouldn't hear us discussing it openly. Uh, unfortunately, I've I've worked with enough of of couples and families to know that that when when well when you're picking up the boys from other parents home that's when the questions come in what did you do what did you eat what did you you know did it was he there or was she there or the interrogation begins right and we just got to be real careful you know not to do that i think for for the for those that are thinking of going into it um there's got to be a lot of communication at at the at the get-go uh i think it's it's a time uh, and we could have done a much better job with this one, uh, the communicating ahead of time, like me, what my expectations were. Uh, they, we need to articulate those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed to ask her, or, what do you see my role in this being? What do you need me to do in this? I just assumed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the communication really needs, there's no such thing as communicating too much. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when we were, when we were talking in the dating process and, and the first time that the word marriage in general, not about us, but in general came up. Uh, and then when we were starting to talk about us, that would have been the time to really start talking about expectations. And, and, and we just didn't do it as much as what we should have. Um, I think the, uh, if, and, and there's so many, again, you and I were talking about this before we, before we hit the record button, um, there's no, there's no cookie cutter approach to, to blending families uh, no. because they're all different. I mean, with our situation, it's just her kids. I didn't bring children into this. Uh, we didn't have children together. Uh, her, you know, the other her dad does not have kids right. with, with stepmom. So, but there's a lot of families that do, there's a lot mm-hmm. of so, so many different dynamics yes. that, that you can't say, you know, do this and everything will be okay, or, or, or do these three things and you're good because there's just so many things that play into it. But and personalities and, oh. you know, kids' personalities and oh, exes' yeah. person. I mean, like, there's just, there's, yes, it's multi layered oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, what about discipline? Like, was that, was that something for you? I know some of my friends, um, who are dating, um, you know, men and, and they have children struggle when their, you know, boyfriend or fiance, you know, steps in to help discipline. They really struggle with that. Cause it's, what are you doing with my kids? You know? So is that, was that something that you guys had to work through or you probably were amazing at that because you came from Sheridan house? <laughs> well, you know, there, there was a lot of people that, that when we were getting married, people would say, Oh, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to be perfect for this. You're, you're, you're going to be great at this. And I, I used to talk about the idea of if I ever write a book, if I ever do write a book, it's going to be on step parenting, but, but it would be on what not to do uh, because <laughs> I've, I've identified most of those. Um, the discipline, you know, early on, um, I felt like the substitute teacher. I felt like the fact that, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's, they never said this out loud, uh, but the, the, in their eyes, you're not really my dad. Mm. You know, I really don't have to listen to you. 
uh, and they would test. I mean, children test anyways. Yeah. Uh, sure. So they would test. And, and, and there were times that I recognized it as a test and there were times that I did not recognize it as a test. Um, <laughs> but they were testing. Uh, but Jody, uh, again, in, in her wisdom, she would, she would say, you, you have to deal with that. You know, don't, don't, don't let for a couple of reasons. One is I did need to, to be able to, in a healthy way, assert my authority as a parent, maybe not their biological father, but my role in the home, I needed to do that. Uh, and so I needed to, which is what we teach in the residential program. Uh, you gotta, you gotta follow through with what you say. Um, we, we did not, I did not, uh, use corporal punishment. Um, because we, we just, we felt, I I also, one of the things, and I, I, I'm kind of jumping around, but because this, this fits, I think, um, I also, there were times where I wanted to put myself, I put myself in, in dad's shoes. Like, how would I feel if there was another man raising my kids? And, and when it, so when it came to discipline, uh, uh, how would I feel if there was another man that was spanking my, my, my children? Right. And so we were like, no, we're just not, yeah. we're not going to do that out of respect. We're just not going to do that. Right. Um, and uh, there were times that I had to walk, walk away. There were times that Jody had to say, let me take this, mm-hmm. um, which I think is healthy in, in any kind of marriage Yes. Uh, to be able to, to do that, support each other. Um, but we did there. We went from the time of of me being the substitute parent to, I needed to assert my authority, but there, because we also did not want to leave it to where she had to be the bad guy all the time because the boy's relationship with her was so important too. And so there were times that I did need to step in to do the discipline, uh, to free her up, to not have to be in that role all the time. So what I'm hearing you say in this, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but with your personality, it sounded like you, you sat back a little bit and Jody had to say, it's time step in when she was comfortable with it. Okay. So what about for the people who are, you know, have a little more of probably my personality (laughs) who would be probably over asserting themselves? What would you say to those, those parents? Well, as in any and all case, if you wait until the moment to decide how you're going to respond to behavior, you're, you're not going to get it right. And so mm-hmm. we got a plan for it. Uh, again, that communication and, and again, the, the healthy dialogue between husband and wife is, you know, uh, then someone like you, as you're saying, you are <laughs> a little more, you know, yes. assertive, assertive. <laughs> There you go. Uh, is, is to be able to say, there are times where I'm going to, I'm going to step in. It's almost like having that code word for each other, uh, or that, that safe word (laughs) I'm going to have to step in, uh, because I don't want you to, to cross that line. I know you don't want to cross that line. So I want to help you. I don't want, you know, I don't, let's not cross that line. So the times that I step in, that's recognize that, yeah, you're, 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 you're getting to the capital a assertiveness and Mm -hmm. we're going to want to kind of tone it down. Um, I think that, that, that before behavior ever becomes an issue, I think that's the conversation that needs to happen several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, what our roles are, how are we going to do the discipline thing? Uh, and then taking personality into effect, Jody had to say to me, 
it's time, you know, they, they need to see you in that role. Um, there are times where, and then there are times that she had to say, okay, easy back down. Um, <laughs> uh, again, the communication has to be there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and both ways, even if it's for the feisty parent, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to step in to kind of help you. Right. Um, and, and I think it's even as we're phrasing it to each other, uh, because some parents are going to take that may want to take that more personal, like what, I'm not good enough to parent my own child or, or, mm-hmm. par- or be a parent here. It's, I want to help you be able to keep that relationship intact with them that you're not going to, you're not going to do anything that's going to strain it. Right. It's a team. It's the team approach. Yeah. And then you, you guys are, you know, trying to find that balance of, okay, so we are first and foremost husband and wife, but mm-hmm. then parents, and then trying to find that, I guess the balance of you're coming out of being a single parent where that was the sole relationship exactly. and then trying to b- figure out the whole. Yeah. It was a, it was a journey for her to be able to let someone in to work with her kids. Yeah. Uh, to, and so um, again, I could see her being a little bit of a mama bear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And I've poked the bear a little too much sometimes, um, but, but it, she, she need she needed to know, again, you marry me, you marry my kids. So mm-hmm. she also needed to know that this man that she was inviting to be a part of her life and their life, that she was going to be able to trust me with that. So mm-hmm. we were strategic, even in the dating process of interacting with the kid. Once we, once we like had the green light and we're all going to be interacting with each other, uh, she needed to know, she needed mm-hmm. to see that. And there were times that we had conversations about, uh, you know, how I was with the boys mm-hmm. and, and I needed, I needed that feedback. Um, I, I wish that, that I, I wish I had more of a mature mindset back then to where I was open to the feedback. Um, but there needs to be, don't we all, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a definitely a different parent today. Like I, I, I laugh about that. I'm a very different parent today than I was when my kids were born, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I just mm-hmm. think that's part of the growth process, Yeah. but, um, what, so, um, I, I know we talked about this a little again, pre-recording, but my personality, if I was in this circumstance, just because of, um, you know, who I am, I would very, very much struggle with dealing with an ex. And mm-hmm. I would probably struggle with trust issues and I would probably struggle with jealousy. Um, what would you say about how to deal with an ex? Well, maybe put on your counselor hat and then put on your personal hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the reality is, is, is we know, well, there's a lot in that. We know what marriage was God's idea. Mm-hmm. Marriage was God's plan. And it, and it was, it was a joining of two hearts, a joining of two, two, two people. <clears throat> and even though for whatever reason, when a marriage ends, even though there's a piece of paper that says that the marriage is dissolved, it, the connection doesn't dissolve and it doesn't dissolve right away. And, and when you do pull that apart, that represents a wound mm-hmm. on that you can't see. Right. Uh, and those are the kinds of wounds that really take the longest to heal. And so there is going to be, there is going to be some of that, that the, the, the feelings that you, you, you can't even put into words, you can't really describe it, but when it comes out, it's going to look like 
anger. It's going to mm-hmm. look like bitterness. It's going to look like resentment. It's going to look like jealousy when the other one is starting to date again, or, or, or when, when the children come back from the other parents home, talking about all the fun stuff they had right. that they got to do. Right. Uh, and so the, all of those emotions are going to come out in different ways. And, and that's where it's good for the, for the people to, you know, we have, we've, 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 we've kind of included, and in, if you're going to get married, you need to have premarital counsel, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I think, I think when, when, when the marriage ends, I think, I, I think that we really need to, that's the time to step in and help families work through those feelings because you've got grief. You're grieving yeah. the loss of something, yeah. the loss of what might've been, but may never be mm-hmm. uh, the, the dreams that you had and suddenly they're gone. And what do we do with that? So it's, it's those feelings, uh, but you still got a parent. Uh, right. <laughs> and so how do you put those emotions to the side and deal with this stuff? And there are some that do, there are some families that do a great job with that, but there's a lot of families that they struggle uh, because, and then I was, I was actually talking to a mom, oh, some time ago, and she said it, she said her son was getting old enough to where he started to look and sound like dad. Wow. And, and all of, she had, she said, and I thought I was over this, but when he said something that was, that was uniquely his dad, and it sounded like his dad saying it, those feelings came back. Yeah. And it affected that relationship between her and her son. He had no idea what he did wrong. Right. Uh, and so there, there needs to be that trusted friend or someone that can walk them through that journey of, of kind of resolving and working through that grief of, of something that's ended. Yeah. Now we've, we've talked, we've said, you know, communication, communication, communication between spouses. Is there a, is there a point where you shouldn't communicate about your spouse's ex? <laughs> is there a point where you should be more careful in your communication? Is there a point where maybe you shouldn't discuss your jealousy of your spouse's ex? I mean, is there, are there lines that you should be careful in? I think so. I think as, as, as a couple, um, like say as a step parent, um, I have to, I have to be discerning to know, there, there are times where I don't, I don't want to bring something up that I, 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 we say it in jest. I don't want to poke the bear, but I don't want to do something that's going to stir up some emotions that don't need to be stirred up. Mm-hmm. And so there are, there, are, it's not my, it's not my fight. It's not my battle. It's, it, you know, it's not mine. Right. Um, and I, I can be available and, and I can, I can let her know, you know, we have that understanding that if there are times that she does need to talk about it, uh, I'm there now. There are times that she, that Jody, has had to talk about something. You know, some of that residual, the hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been times that we've talked about it, but there's been times where, where she's talked about it with someone else. You know, she has some friends that have gone through it, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's. There are times where I think that the the spouse that you don't talk to your your current like the step parent you know, I don't think that you talk about it with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, uh, again, with me, my mentality, whenever she's talking about some of that hurt and pain, well, my first instinct is I've got to protect my wife. Right. And I've got to jump in 
and 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 my jumping in is going to stir things up that don't need to be stirred up mm-hmm. rehash things that don't need to be rehashed uh and so i've got to be able to i've got to be able to know those boundaries and i think it's okay for i think it would be okay like in that situation for the wife for my wife to be able to say i'm not going to talk to you about this and i got to mm-hmm. be okay with that right right yeah i would think that would be hard. And I think it's probably different for every couple too. That's probably another one of those things. That's a personality thing. And which is why, you know, I, I always say, I, (laughs) I firmly believe that everyone benefits from counseling. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we go to the doctor for a wellness check. And so this may be something, if you are a blended family, it, it may not be a bad idea every once in a while to go in for your mental health wellness check or your marriage wellness check, just to kind of open those doors of communication in a healthy environment. Uh, you know, and I was uh, ridiculously fortunately blessed because working here, um, I had people, I had, well, I had experts here. I mean, your dad uh, that I was able to talk to, uh, others that were here, pastors that, that I could talk to, uh, as those that, that, that are in that position to help people walk through a, a journey like that. Uh, and even after we hit some, some, some bumps, Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to go and ask and, and just, all right, am I responding the right way? Usually mm-hmm. the answer to that was no. Um, <laughs> but it, the, the re, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, counseling isn't like what it used to be where you had this, the stigma of there must be something wrong with me and I don't right. want anyone to know about it. But again, we do premarital counseling and everyone's okay with that. It's, yep. a, it's, it's so important that you can get a discount on your marriage license. Right. Um, but I think with, with every of those family milestones, uh, I think it's good to, I agree with you. I think it's good to bring someone in just to kind yeah. of talk and help me navigate these, these emotions and these feelings. What would be a family milestone? Like what would be examples of those? Oh, well, birth of the first child, Okay. Um, a, uh, uh, some milestones that you don't want to experience, like, like a, a tragedy, a serious illness or injury, mm-hmm. uh, something that's going to change the life, change your life. Um, I mean, fortunately we're, we're becoming more and more aware of the impact of trauma, mm-hmm. uh, and, and even, uh, how to, when a traumatic event happens, don't wait for it to become traumatic and start to have the effect, but, right then and there work with someone, Mm -hmm. uh, because they're going to, they're going to need to know how to deal with these feelings when they do surface. Right. Uh, so I think, I think when, when divorce would be one of those, Mm -hmm. uh, remarriage, I Mm -hmm. our when we had premarital counseling, um, it was, it it was, it was very quick. Um, because the, the pastor that married us was a, a, a friend of both of us. So we kind of knew each other anyways. Yes. Um, and so he, it was, it was fairly quick and looking back on it, there were probably some things that, that we should have delved into a little bit more. I mean, I know when I do premarital counseling with people now, we, yeah, probably should have hit some things a little bit better. Yes. Um, but it, so, yeah, I think that with those family milestones, the marriage, the birth of the first child, birth of the second child, because the dynamics are going to change. Um, uh, so in a, blend, in a blended family, maybe uh, your other spouse yeah. gets married or, yes. you know, I mean, all the different, Absolutely. even, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of yeah. anything changes with custody, anything, you know, there's, 
so many possible triggers there. Yeah. Um, yes. So counseling, yay. We counseling is (laughs) amazing. Always use that tool. Um, well, as we kind of start wrapping this up, um, we talked about premarital, we talked about, you have done some premarital, um, have you counseled some, um, couples that were going into a blended family that were blending a family? Yes. And what would you, if you were to give them maybe a couple pieces of advice, what would you tell them as they're just beginning? Well, we've, and we've already hit on one of them, the communicating. I mean, you you can't wait for it to just kind of erupt. You got to almost, you got to plan for it. You got to intentionally do it even to the point where we're with this one, this one couple I'm thinking of, they were, they were so great at this. Um, they, uh, they set a time side, uh, set a t- aside time, goodness, um, where that's what they were talking about. They were being strategic about how are we going to raise, he, he was bringing in two children. Uh, and so they were looking at, right, how are we going to strategically raise these children? How are we going to work together? And so they spent a lot of time communicating about that, mm-hmm. which was, which was great. Um, the the advice the other thing that we saw in that particular scenario that we talked about uh was was telling the the stepmom uh the soon-to-be stepmom don't be threatened by their the the children's relationship with their mom and she got it she understood it she she knew uh be be you know the marriage has got to be the, your relationship with God is always going to be the most important relationship, but then the marriage has got to be what's got to be the priority, mm-hmm. uh, which something like that is almost countercultural. We're, we're in such a, a child focused uh, uh, generation right now. Uh, but the children need to see uh, what a, what a marriage looks like. They need to, yes. because whether we realize it or not, we're teaching our children, mm-hmm. we're, we're modeling for them. And so whether we, whether we do it on purpose or not, we're showing them, this is how you handle conflict. This is how you, this is how you do your personal responsibilities. This is mm-hmm. how you manage a household. This is how you manage your money. Uh, they watch us and they see it mm-hmm. um, to, to be able to, to be intentional about that, to know that, that they're going to have a relationship with the other parent, with the other biological parent. That's okay. They need mm-hmm. that. Uh, they desperately need that. Uh, be okay with it. Model, model that marriage for them. Let them mm-hmm. know that when they come to your house, it's safe, the, that it's secure, it's yeah. stable. Uh, and, and the marriage is going to set the tone for that. You yes. can't control what happens at the other house. If you're able to have the relationship where you can have that communication, which they did, mm-hmm. um, if you can have that that level of relationship where you can communicate with the other household and trying to be on the same page, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't always work out. Uh, so then you're responsible for what happens under your roof. Yeah. Uh, and do that in a way. And, and as you talk about that, you're not doing it in a way to disparage the other home mm-hmm. uh, or, or vocalize or express your resentment or your jealousy of the, the relationships that are in that other home 
focus mm-hmm. on what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And, and because God has allowed this to happen, God has allowed you to have them under your roof, whether, whether you're the parent that you have them most of the time, or if, if you have them 50% of the time, or if you're the parent that you have them alternating weekends, mm-hmm. that, that time needs to be stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they need to know that you as a parent, regardless of what's happened, you're emotionally safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they need to know that. And so uh, those are some of the things that, that when you're working aside from the traditional premarital counseling things that you work with, with couples, there's a whole nother set of things, uh, when you're talking about preparing for what is this going to look like as, as the step parent, I used to call myself the step monster. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it was others that are, that are step monsters. We can relate. We're going to yes. form a club one day. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't even want to say that because I don't even want to, I don't even want to cast that vision of this has to be a negative thing and mm-hmm. fairy tales. It's always the wicked stepmother. Mm-hmm. And so we're predisposed yeah. to think of the step parent as the bad guy, the bad person coming in and invading this family. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And so we set the tone for that early on. Yeah. That the, and again, we're in a, we're in a time now where it really is much more the norm than it was mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 plus years ago. For sure. For sure. So I see we kind of have three major takeaways. There's lots of information in this, but our three major takeaways is communication is key. Mm -hmm. Major lots and lots of communication, Um, making marriage the um, priority relationship, um, which is like we said, kind of an unpopular opinion today in our child centric um, communities, but marriage, you need to make your marriage a priority. And then that counseling is your friend. (laughs) Um, uh, Premarital counseling is an absolute must um, if you're going into blending a family, but then also counseling is your friend, Um, you know, just doing those mental health checkups and marriage checkups um, as you continue in your marriage. So we would like to thank you, Brian, for joining us today. It was a, it was a great, it was a great discussion on step parenting and um, definitely we'll be having you back more often. So we would like to thank you also for joining us um, for our edition of Parenting on Purpose. We hope that you will continue to listen and um, support this amazing ministry of Sheridan House. So we hope that you have a great day.